0: Welcome to the Apostles Houston podcast, and thanks for listening. As a community following Jesus in Houston, we want to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do the kinds of things Jesus did. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we invite you to join us for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. in Houston Heights. For more information, visit us online at ApostlesHouston.org. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day. Lord, we give you thanks that we have heard this good news of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, that we have hope and life in his name. And Lord, we pray that you would remind us of that great truth and send us out today in the power of your spirit to proclaim that good news to those who have not yet heard it. We pray that in Christ's name. Amen. If you would be seated. Well, good morning, apostles. Uh, we are going to continue in our series this morning in John chapter four. So I want you to go ahead and get your Bible out and open up to that passage. All right, with Bibles open, uh, we're going to look at John chapter four. Those verses I just read. Um, if you're new, uh, if today's your first Sunday, uh, wow, what a first Sunday! Uh, so. Sorry, um, but uh, one of the things we're absolutely committed to here is uh, coming before and living under uh, the authority of God's word. And so we want to turn our attention and our hearts uh, to what God has for us. And we've been looking at John chapter four together over the last um, several weeks. And this morning, we're going to continue looking at that. We're calling this series, Living Water for Thirsty People. And we're going to look again at this amazing encounter Uh, between uh, a Samaritan woman and Jesus. And we've been asking, Lord Jesus, uh, teach us to evangelize. Just as the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, uh, we wanna echo that and say, Lord, teach us to proclaim the good news of Jesus. So just to recap um, what we've done so far as we've talked about evangelism being rooted in God's love for the lost and his response uh, and as a response to his love uh, for us. We've talked about evangelism as being spirit-led and a part of God's plan to make disciples of all nations. We've talked about evangelism involving the art of spiritual conversation and that it ultimately leads to the life-changing truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the savior of the world. And so now as we come to this point in uh, this story, this encounter between the Samaritan woman and Jesus, uh, we get to see what happens to someone, when they have a life transforming encounter with Jesus Christ. And what happens, in short, is they evangelize. They go forth and proclaim the good news to others about Jesus. And so we're going to look at that this morning and just want to make a few observations based on uh, these few verses in chapter 4. So, looking uh, with me at verse 28. This is what it says. In leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and they made their way toward him. So I just want to notice three things. Uh, And the first is uh, the word come see. Come see, the Samaritan woman says. This interestingly is almost the exact phrase that Philip, one of Jesus' first disciples, uses earlier in John chapter one, after he meets Jesus, and he goes and he tells his friend Nathaniel, come and see, come and see this Jesus. Specifically, he says, come and see. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. That's who he's talking about, the son of Joseph. What is he saying? He's saying, in other words, come see the Messiah. He's the one Moses and the prophets Wrote of. Come see the Christ, the Savior. Come see. And the Samaritan woman, like Philip, had an encounter with Jesus that profoundly changed her, and her natural response was to go and tell others, Come and see. Come and see. Come see this Jesus. Come experience what I've experienced in my encounter. With this Messiah. It's interesting when I reflect on my own journey uh, in terms of evangelism. For the longest time, I thought I couldn't tell others about Jesus because I didn't know enough, I didn't have enough knowledge. I hadn't studied, I couldn't answer all the questions that might come up in a conversation if I were to be so bold as to introduce Jesus or the gospel into a conversation with someone that didn't know him. But telling others about Jesus isn't about having all the answers. It's about telling people about the Jesus that you have encountered, You may not think you have anything to tell. The Samaritan's woman story seems remarkable, this uh, encounter at the well. And there's supernatural dynamics and there's this kind of awe-inspiring reality of what's happening here. But the truth is, if you know Jesus, if you know Jesus, you have something worth sharing with others. What do you have to share? Here's just a few things you might consider. How has Christ healed you inside or out how has he delivered you from strongholds of sin in your life what has he revealed to you what has he given you what has he done around you what can you invite others to come and see in your life that reveals this Jesus if you know Christ you have something to share And so, first, in evangelism, we get to invite others to come and see this Jesus that we know. The second thing that stands out to me is the way she shares her curiosity about Jesus with the people of her village. Not only does she invite people to come and see, she shares her curiosity with them. Could this be the Christ? Question mark. I love that John includes this detail. To me, it says two things. One, it says the Samaritan woman was still trying to work out exactly who Jesus was and what had happened at that well. And then the second thing is that her questions didn't stop her from telling other people about Jesus. There is a confidence in her come and see, and yet there's a humility in her question, could this be the christ and her question i think is really important because what her question does is it creates space for others around her to ask questions too it makes room for curiosity about this jesus that she's saying come and see as we said 2 weeks ago uh, questions are the lifeblood of great conversation And so admitting we have questions, asking questions of others and sharing the questions that we're wrestling with can be a powerful way to share our faith. Sometimes the most powerful way to share Jesus is to ask really good questions and to exhibit our own curiosity about God. I was reminded of the power of this come and see and sharing questions uh, aspect of evangelism this weekend uh, I made a quick trip uh, to Lisbon over the weekend, Lisbon, Ohio, um, for a wedding. So, some of you know Ashleen and Sam, now Burton, a uh, young couple in our church. If you've, uh, if you've seen uh, uh, Ashleen, she always has her service dog Mia with her uh, in the service. And so they got married this past weekend, just last night. And I got to be there and to officiate the wedding. And it was a beautiful wedding. But the most powerful moment for me was that Sam had a friend of his, Austin, pick me up from the airport. And he picked up another friend of theirs. And so the three of us had about 45 minutes in the car from the Pittsburgh airport uh, to the wedding venue. And what's amazing to me is that during our 45-minute drive, I, I just asked Austin a simple question. I said, uh, I said tell me your story. And with a contagious, I mean, it was truly contagious enthusiasm, Austin just launched in to this uh, sharing about how Jesus had totally transformed his life. Now, I've never met Austin, and he was just so excited about what God had done. He'd grown up in the church. He'd had a really painful church experience that made him walk away from it but then he hit rock bottom a few years ago. And when that happened, he re-encountered Christ. And like the Samaritan woman, he had this life transforming experience. And so talking about this, he he literally could not stop talking about Jesus for like 10 miles. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And what was so cool is at one point, his his friend in the back who was riding with us, who's not a believer, uh, started asking questions. And he shared that he'd grown up Catholic, but he had walked away from his faith and he wasn't even sure he really believed in God, um, let alone the Christian faith anymore. And so he began to listen to what Austin was sharing and he asked question after question after question of Austin. And what's amazing to me is that three people sharing a car ride for 45 minutes got to experience a beautiful and powerful conversation about Jesus because Austin just shared about the Jesus that he had encountered. And he was willing to throw out questions, even questions he was still wrestling with. And it drew someone else to Christ. And I kept thinking, this is exactly what happens with the Samaritan woman. When she goes into that village, she couldn't stop talking about Jesus because she had encountered him and it had changed her. And she was still learning and she still had genuine questions. But that was not a hindrance. In any way. In fact, it was a blessing. It opened doors to others hearing the good news of Jesus. If you know Jesus, you have something worth sharing. Maybe you've bought into the lie that you don't have a story worth sharing, that no one would want to hear what you have to say about Jesus. I just want to name that. That is a lie. If you know Christ, he has done a miracle in your life, and that is a miracle worth sharing. No matter what that looks like, what story you have to tell, it's a gospel story. And we get to tell other people. We get to share our curiosity and our hunger for God with others. So don't be afraid of that. Don't hide it. When people ask you questions and you don't know the answers, you know what a great answer is? Actually, I don't know the answer to that question, but let's find out. And then you grab a Bible and you say, let's take a look together at what the gospel says about who this Jesus is. Which leads to the last thing I want us to see, just really quick. Look down at verse 39. It says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And this is what I want us to see. Because of his word, many more became believers. We get the joy of inviting others to come and see Jesus. Jesus. And we get the privilege of sharing our story and asking questions and wrestling through those with others, but ultimately it is Jesus' words that the people in our life need to hear. The Samaritans don't just believe because of what one person said, they believe, it says, because of Jesus' words. Even as we share our stories with people, it's not really about us, it's about Jesus and it's about his words. How can people hear Jesus' words today? Through his holy word. Through his holy word. One of the greatest gifts that we can give people in our life that don't know Christ is to invite them to read the gospel with us. It's an invitation to come and see, to ask questions, and to let the Holy Spirit work through Jesus' words to speak to people. Now, maybe that sounds intimidating to you. It's hard for you to connect the dots to my friend, my coworker, my classmate, to reading the Bible with them. And what I wanna encourage you to do is just consider what we've been talking about throughout this entire series, that these are steps, that this is a process, that God will open up opportunities But when those opportunities come at the end of spiritual conversations that lead to Jesus, be ready to say there's more. There's more and you and I can explore that together. We can talk about this Jesus by looking at God's word. And so I want to encourage you to pray into that and ask God to give you opportunities to open up God's word with others. And you might be surprised. You might be surprised at what people say at that invitation. Most people, my experience, most people have never actually had the chance to sit down and read what the Bible says about Jesus. Everything they know is second and third hand if they know anything at all. And so we wanna invite people to hear the words of Jesus that they might believe in him and have life in his name. I wanna just end with uh, two opportunities. Well, an opportunity and a resource that I think will be helpful um, because we need to learn how to do this. Again, our prayer is, Lord, teach us how to evangelize. And so as people who wanna say, come and see, and people who want uh, to share our stories and share our questions and open up the word of God with people so they can hear Jesus' words. Here's two things you could do, just practical things. One is, this Saturday, we have an evangelism workshop that we'll be hosting here from nine to four. Uh, This is an awesome opportunity. Jeremiah Morris um, has developed a tool that helps people walk through the gospel of John and helps them encounter Jesus through the gospel. So it's such a great tool. that Our entire diocese has adopted it as a means of discipling people in evangelism. So we get the privilege of hosting that here. Jeremiah is gonna come and teach it himself, which is awesome. It's a nine to four commitment. If you can be here for any or all of it, I encourage you to register This week and plan to be here, it'll give you some really practical tools and really practical training and how to talk to people and get to the point where you can open the Bible with them and consider this Jesus. And then the second thing is a resource. So there's a great little book um, that I think is very practical and makes this very accessible for all of us. It's called One-to-One Bible Reading by David Helm. Uh, And it's just an awesome, uh, quick read, simple tool on how to study the Bible with one or two other folks. And you can follow it. It's a regular format. You just do it for six or eight weeks. Uh, And just the amazing conversations that can come out of that when you create that space just to read God's word. So again, it's one-to-one Bible reading by David Helm. Great resource. So just to close, like the Samaritan woman here, we get the joy and the privilege of telling others about this Jesus that we know. To say, come and see the Christ that we've encountered. And we get to wrestle through our questions and ask questions and share questions with them. And we get to open up God's word with them so that they might hear his words and believe in his name. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks and praise Lord, for the great gift that we've received in Jesus Christ. Lord, that we have life and life to the full because of Jesus. And Lord, that uh, in good times and bad, through um, all the difficulties, all the brokenness in our life, Lord, we have encountered you again and again and received your forgiveness and your peace, Lord Jesus, and your healing and your deliverance. And so we have a story to tell. So Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and send us out from this place. Lord, with that story on our lips, ready to speak the name of Jesus when you give us opportunity. Again, that many, many might come to faith in him. We pray that in Christ's name, amen, amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope this resource has been helpful to you. If you have questions or are just looking for more information, you can check out our website at ApostlesHouston.org.